frontiersmen, not in the colonial military, but in the fortune hunters' motley. A descendant in the male line, Frederick Morris bears his surname, of course. Walter Benjamin Morris apparently was always called Ben, perhaps because he was the Benjamin indeed of the brood of brothers who did not, like him, emigrate to Africa. No one seems to know why he did, just an adventurer, or maybe the ambition to be rich, which didn't appear to be achievable anywhere other than a beckoning elsewhere. He might have chosen the Yukon. At home in London, he was in line to inherit the Hampstead Delicatessen shop, see it full of cold cuts and pickles, he was managing for another one of the fathers in the family line, name lost. He was married for only a year when he left must have convinced his young bride that their future lay in his going off to prospect for the newly discovered diamonds in a far place called Kimberley, from where he would promptly return rich. As a kind of farewell surety for their love, he left inside her their son to be born. Frederick surprises his mother by asking if she kept the old attaché case, a battered black bag actually, where once his father had told him there was stuff about the family they should go through some time. Both had forgotten this rendezvous. His father had died before that time came. He did not have much expectation that she still kept the case somewhere. She had moved from what had been the home of marriage and disposed of possessions for which there was no room, no place in her life in a garden complex of elegant contemporary design cottages. There were some things in a communal storeroom tenants had use of. There he found the bag, and squatting among the detritus of other people's pasts, he blew away the silverfish moths from letters and scrap jottings, copied the facts recorded above. There are also photographs mounted on board, too tough for whatever serves silverfish as jaws, which he took with him, didn't think his mother would be sufficiently interested in for him to inform her. There is one portrait in an elaborate frame. The great-grandfather has the same stance in all the photographs, whether he is alone beside a photographer's studio palm or among piles of magical dirt, the sieves that would sift from the earth the rough stones that were diamonds within their primitive forms, the expressionless blacks and half-colored men leaning on spades. Prospectors from London and Paris and Berlin anywhere where there are no diamonds, did not themselves race to stake their claims when the starter's gun went off. The hired men who belonged on the land they ran over were swifter than any white foreigner. They staked the foreigner's claims and wielded the picks and spades in the open-cast mining concessions these marked. Even when Ben Morris is photographed sitting in a makeshift, overcrowded bar, his body, neck tendons, head, are upright— as if he were standing so immovably confident. Of what? Jottings reveal that he unearthed only small stuff, negligible carrots. Of virility. That's unmistakable. It's untouched by the fickleness of fortune. Others in the picture have become slumped and shabbied by poor luck. The aura of sexual virility in the composure, the dark, bright, on-the-lookout, inviting eyes, a call to the other sex as well as elusive diamonds. Women must have heard, read him, the way males didn't, weren't meant to. Dates on the scraps of paper made delicately lacy by insects show that he didn't return promptly, 
He prospected with obstinate faith in his quest, in himself, for five years. He didn't go home to London, the young wife. He saw the son only once on a single visit when he impregnated the young wife and left her again. He did not make his fortune. But he must have gained some slowly accumulated profit from the small stones the black men dug for him from their earth, because after five years, it appears he went back to London and used his acquired knowledge of the rough stones to establish himself in the gem business, with connections in Amsterdam. The great-grandfather never returned to Africa. Frederick's mother can at least confirm this, since her son is interested. The later members of the old man's family, his fertility produced more sons, from one of whom Frederick is descended, came for other reasons, as doctors and lawyers, businessmen, conmen and entertainers,